0: Shucky Ducky is the man. Ah, Shucky Ducky was a way for me to say, I am thrilled to be here. Why not just say that? Herman Cain. Herman Cain. Solutions for a better America. This is your host, Herman Cain. Thank you for joining us because you know we're going to tell you the truth, we're going to give you the facts. We want you to be better informed and better inspired. To help make this a better America. Breaking news. Breaking news. Every day. With Herman Kane And the most connected man in Washington. Jamie Dupree. Hello, Jamie. How are you? Hey, Herman. How you doing today, buddy? Great. Well, on Friday, you said, where are the polls? Well, we've had three or so over the weekend. So, where do we stand? Same trends?
1: Yeah. I sort of think the uh, uh, same type of trends. I mean, for example, uh, uh, you know, looking at Iowa, there was a poll that had Ted Cruz ahead of Donald Trump by four. I think that's, you know, sort of yeah. em- emblematic of where we've seen those. I mean, if you look at the most recent polls, the, the five most recent polls in Iowa, you had two, uh, three with Cruz ahead, one with Trump ahead, and one was a tie. So... You know, uh, I think that the feeling is from on the ground there that that Cruz is leading Trump. In New Hampshire, uh, it's a little different because Cruz is not doing as well in New Hampshire. Trump is still ahead. We had another poll that just came out a few minutes ago, in fact, that had Trump in first with uh, Rubio and John Kasich tied for second. Uh, You have Rubio, Bush, Christie and Kasich doing much better. uh, uh, Cruz, I mean... Bush, Christie, and Kasich doing much better in New Hampshire than in any other state. Rubio seems to be right up there in that number 2 slot. I'm sure he'd like to be the, the number 2 and not have to have Christie or Kasich or Bush get ahead of him because that would sort of muddle things. Ted Cruz is going to be in New Hampshire this week. I, I thought this was interesting. For the first time in almost two months... He hasn't been in New Hampshire, right uh, but he's still doing okay there. Uh, look, that's not a state where I don't think he's going to do that well, but we'll have to wait and see. Uh, over the weekend, Donald Trump, who was in New Hampshire as we speak right now, went after Cruz a number of times. Uh, not on issues. Uh, Trump has obviously decided that his main way to go after Cruz is not by going after him on, say, defense or education policy or immigration or economic ideas. It's just on where Cruz was born. Uh, at a rally le- yesterday, uh, Trump asked the crowd, you know, do you think is Ted Cruz a legitimate candidate? And everybody screamed, no. Uh, And and so Trump has been trying to sow those seeds that because Cruz was born in Canada, he is not uh, eligible to run for president. Cruz and just about everybody here in D.C. say that's not so. Uh, But certainly Trump has been able to change the the conversation over the last week about Cruz and, in a sense, overshadow some of Cruz's retail stops in Iowa. But as of now, Cruz still seems to be the favorite in Iowa with three weeks to go.
0: Well, I think that uh, this... um Birth of stuff is going to eventually fizzle it out because there's nothing there. And I mean, you know, it won't stand up in a court of law or anything like that. Now,
1: in it's New- interesting, real quick, Herman, the Rand Paul people have been sort of fanning the flames a little. Yeah. Uh, uh, the chief strategist for Rand Paul in Iowa today was tweeting out a story uh, about Cruz uh, growing up in uh, Cruz's parents being in Canada and stuff like that. So while they haven't been as vocal as Trump, they've been trying to keep the story going as well. I see.
0: In New Hampshire, you mentioned Christie, Bush. Haven't they been spending a bunch of money there on air? Advertising,
1: yeah, yeah, not only on air but spending most of their time there. Christie has been uh, has has on his schedule some additional stops now in Iowa over the next couple of weeks, and you know look for the candidates to bounce back and forth between those two states. Interestingly enough, I, I saw a story today in the Des Moines Register that said, "Who do you think the candidate is who will have the most ads on and the most ad time from January one until February one? So that this month of January up until the Iowa caucus." The candidate running the most ads will be Marco Rubio in Iowa, Uh, Marco Rubio, as well as his uh, ad in his his super PAC that's supporting him. So I just throw that out there just to be a stat. I don't know that's going to mean anything. But I I do sense the Rubio people, I think, understand how important it is for them to get a third-place finish at a minimum in Iowa. Right. Because that will help deliver some momentum. I I think if he was fourth, it wouldn't be any big deal or any big hit. But uh, an extra bit of momentum going from Iowa to New Hampshire could elevate Rubio above the Jeb Bush, above the John Kasich, above the Chris Christie camps, and allow Rubio to separate himself overall. Gotcha.
0: Well... Like you said, we only have a few weeks to go, and then we will know. Now President Obama is preparing for his final final State of the Union address. Jamie, do you really think the empty seat for victims of gun violence is going to work?
1: Really? Well, again, it'll work maybe for, uh, for one side and, and yeah, not the other. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's, you know, every, as I like to say, politics is a never-ending state of war. You know, uh, you're not going to get It's. I always compare it to siblings. You're never going to get your sibling to admit or your family member that they did something wrong or that they were wrong. They'll just find a new thing to argue about. Right. And, you know, in a sense, the State of the Union is the same kind of thing. Uh, I interviewed a number of Republicans in Congress last week about the State of the Union. And you could tell some of them were just, oh, God, I can't wait for this speech to be over. I don't want to listen to it. And I've been there seven times. You know, it reminds me <laughs> of eight years ago right now when you would talk to Democrats, and they oh, I can't wait for George W. Bush to be yeah. gone. That guy drives me nuts. He's, ah, uh, and it's the same thing. We get to this point in time. So, you know, I'd look for the president to do two things tomorrow night, not only to lay out a legislative agenda in which he will talk about guns. They will have an empty seat, as you mentioned, in the guest box for the first lady that will signify victims of gun violence. Uh, they will also have a Syrian refugee in the guest box for the First Lady, who has now made it to the United States. I'm sure that'll get under the skin of some Republicans as well. Uh, The other issue is, uh, don't forget, we got a little dose of presidential politics creeping in, certainly, because there'll be some people in the audience who would like to be in that position to give the State of the Union address in the future. Well, we have three senators still running, Marco Rubio, Rand Paul, and Ted Cruz. Cruz will skip the State of the Union. He's gonna instead be making stops in New Hampshire, so he's gonna be up there. Rubio will be here and so will Rand Paul so they'll both be in the audience for the speech and I would assume uh, you'll get maybe a look at them you know uh, in some of the shots of uh, lawmakers out there on the floor Not only will the president talk about what he wants to do this year, Herman, his last full year in in office, but I'm sure he will also look back on what he feels like are his successes. Of course. It's been telegraphed a little from the White House in recent days. The other day, remember the day that the news came out about the North Korean uh, test? You know, whatever weapon it was they tested, we still aren't fully sure. That briefing at the White House that day, I tuned it in, figuring, OK, this is going to all start about North Korea. And instead, Josh Ernest, the spokesman, went on and on for about five, six minutes about the dramatic recovery and success of the American auto industry and how much the administration had helped that out and how they saved jobs and helped the economy and more. And it just struck me right then and there like, OK, yeah, here you're, you're telegraphing something that you're going to do next week in the State of the Union address. Sure enough, this weekend's uh, uh, the weekend radio address that the president does, it was about that issue as well. So. Yeah, I, remember, there's two things at work here. Not only talking about what you want to do this year, but also I think the president will use this as a stage to talk about what he feels like or his achievements. Well,
0: it you know if you think that the other side is not looking forward to hearing this, I'm in that camp also because I have dutifully listened to many of the previous ones, and then felt the need to dissect all of the rhetoric, and uh, bring forth some facts so it'll be more of the same. Now, you are going to watch it or, and and listen
1: to it? Oh, yeah, I'll be here. Yeah, I yeah. have to say for reporters, um, I guess what was my first State of the Union that I covered would have been Ronald Reagan in 1987, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, it's an exciting night with all the people here and everything, but I have to say for reporters, it's probably one of the worst stories to (laughs) cover in D.C. each year, simply because... Everybody is on autopilot. Yeah. You know, the, the press releases are written hours before. You don't even know what the president's going to say, and people are putting out press releases about what they don't like in the speech. And I'm not blaming, I'm not saying Republicans wrong. The Democrats did it to the Republican presidents. It's just, you know, sort of the common kind of uh, standard operating procedure here. But often in a State of the Union... Often there's very little new ground that's broken. You know what I mean, Herman? There's I know. We don't have too many speeches in which you walk out of there and think, wow, that was something that he just proposed there. Uh, and it's pretty much all boilerplate. Everybody knows where they're going and more. And uh, what was it last year? I want to say I think the the White House leaked out the president's they released his speech well before he even gave it, which was even different. So you could read the whole thing before he even start and play read along with the president if you wanted to. So uh, the, the you know, the the other thing is watching the members of Congress run out of the House chamber with 20 minutes to go in the speech. So they can be first in line to uh, react to the TV cameras that are all jammed in the old house chamber just down the hall in Statuary Hall to get reaction done. And, you know, it's it, you, you realize, again, uh, it is a state of constant political war here. And this is another step in it. Uh, the president, though, it's a reminder. It's always a big audience, and he will certainly try to use it to his advantage.
0: Would you be attending the Republican debate on Thursday night?
1: Yes, I will oh, be there.
0: Okay. What about the Democrat debate on Saturday night?
1: Uh that no, it's on Sunday night. Sunday night. Sunday night. So after the NFL playoff games on Sunday night, that's when the Democratic debate will be. That will be the last the Republicans still have another debate in Iowa on yeah. the 28th. So right. they have debates on the 14th and the 28th. The, one, the the Sunday night debate for Democrats, that will be the last debate that will uh that will occur for them before Iowa uh and I, th- I don't think there's another one right before New Hampshire, but it's at least the, the, the last one before we start voting. Interesting as we still don't know who is going to be on the stages for each of those debates. We'll find out later today for the Republican debate on Thursday. It is possible, Herman, that as few as six people... Uh, will be on the uh, stage for Republicans on the main stage in Thursday night's debate, and that Rand Paul and Carly Fiorina could be demoted to the pre-debate debate. Rand Paul has said before that he would not participate in the pre-debate. If that happens, we'll have to wait and see. The Democrats, we'll wait and see. Martin O'Malley, is in danger because of the of the, uh, the, the details of who uh, would qualify to get on the main stage. Martin O'Malley might not be there on Sunday night for the Democrats. It might just be Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders, which would be very interesting just to have the two of them. That race, you know, I know we spend a lot of time on the Republicans, but that race we've seen some polling data where things are getting a little closer. And, you know, I don't think you can put it out of your realm of possibilities that Bernie Sanders could do really well in Iowa and win in New Hampshire. It is not a slam dunk for Hillary Clinton.
0: You can say that again, it's not a slam dunk. Well, now, very quickly, the Iowa caucuses, remind me again, when they go and all of the spokespersons make a pitch for their candidate, do they do one ballot, multiple ballots, and
1: secondly, what's actually reported? Each each party does it differently. Democrats will uh, will get in their groups in each precinct and vote for whoever they want to vote for if somebody has less than 15% of the vote, then those people are allowed to filter to other candidates. They can reallocate. The Republicans, though, it's just a straight, straw vote, basically. You get in little groups. So there'll be a Trump group here, you know, a a Rubio group there, a Cruz group there, and then you'll just count off and figure out how many votes, and then
0: they report those They report the straw votes from the caucuses for the Republicans. Good. Thanks for that clarification, because someone asked me about that earlier, and I didn't have the answer, but I knew that you would. So three weeks from today,
1: we'll Will be in Iowa. There'll be events that day. You can still shake hands. And then, starting at about five thirty-six that evening, that's when the caucuses begin.
0: Very good. Thanks a lot, Jamie. See you, Herman. You're listening to the Herman Cain Show.